Imagine that you're in the middle of the ocean and you're on a boat and you're having a great time, the whole family together. And then all of a sudden you have a brother, two brothers that fall off the boat. And instead of enjoying the boat and enjoying the sun, enjoying the relaxing, instead they're drowning. What would happen? This is unfortunately Mamish what we're dealing with today. Where we have beautiful mishpuchas, Mamish beautiful mishpuchas, that never did anything wrong to deserve as far as we could see. We'll let Hashem Avada we all believe, but and they have kids that Mamish fall off the boat. And for what? To do what? To gain what? If somebody doesn't want to be chesidish and they, they want to be act like a guy and they want to be a, a successful attorney and have oilam haza, no, we can understand that. But we have thousands of kids who are falling off the boat and they have nothing. They just mamish to give up being part of this mishpucha makes absolutely no sense. And imagine if the boat would just continue going, and that everybody would say. Listen, we have our own lives, we're busy, we're having a good time on the boat, what are we supposed to do? And instead, this boat said, hold on, freeze, wait. And this boat turns around and says, we have to go back and we have to care about those who fell off. Regardless of why they fell off, it's their fault, it's not their fault. They should have been playing on the side and they let go and we warned them and it's their fault. Someone pushed them off, doesn't matter. Today in our door, we have a situation that I don't think anybody dreamed of 30, 40 years ago. How could it be? A Jewish child should go off the derech. It's kamat unheard of. Jewish children. It's, it's, it's a, we have to stop and, and realize that it's crazy. Jewish kids should do drugs. Drugs is for Goyim. Drugs is not for Jewish kids. We have thousands of kids doing drugs. Kids who are depressed. Kids who are thrown out of home. Kids who are in psych wards. Kids are in, 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 in... It's mamish. What's happening is not to be believed. And if this story that these wonderful parents... If they would have told me the story 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we would we would say it's it's made up. It's not shayach. How could this be? How could this happen? So the first thing we need to do is we need to take a few minutes to stop and to realize this is a crisis. To lose neshamas, to lose... To lose future dyers is a crisis. That's the first thing. And the second thing is to realize that we have to do things about it. We have to do means that we have a chiv. We know that if you have a brother in the hospital dying, you have to visit him. It's not an option or not an option. It's not a, a situation where you could say, Oh, I live an hour away, and uh, I live two hours away, so I didn't visit my brother, let him rot in the hospital by himself, or sinishbatamt, or sinishbakfemt, or anything. We all know that. Over here, it's a little bit more, because not only are you caring for someone in pain, and someone who is spiritually, for sure, bankrupt, it's not only that you're visiting them in the hospital, but the visit is part of the medicine. Because what I have, along with a lot of other people, what we've uncovered is that the closer that a child who goes off the derech, the closer and more comfortable they feel to the family, the higher chances there are that one day they're going to come back. It's really a very push it to your side. 
And the only reason that there is confusion about it is only because it's painful. The pain makes things not clear. If we're going to be nice to him, so why should he ever get better? What kind of a message are we giving him? It's okay to do what you're doing. All of these questions are mamish narish for the people that are in the field because we know that what works and what doesn't work. But there's so much pain, vital, it's so painful for parents and for family. We'll have some questions after. That, that it, it, it just, it makes it difficult. And then we have families that mamish do the most beautiful kiruv, but even in the kiruv, they don't realize that they put poison in the kiruv. By a shtach, nah, he could handle it, give a shtach, make a joke. Or showing even in the kiruv the non-acceptance, which is really what separates them. And we really can't afford to lose neshamas, and we, we really have to start getting very focused. So the reason why I asked you all to come is for two reasons. First of all, to support the parents and to be a part of the team to save these neshamas. And the second thing is to to not hurt what they're going to do. I have hundreds of parents by me, and a lot of them, they went all around the world looking for help. I don't, I, I, I don't take 90% of the calls that I get. I only deal when everyone else gives up. I'm not looking for business. I don't charge. I want everybody to go everywhere else and be normal and do all the normal, whatever. But if it doesn't work and we're at the bottom, so chava mahalach. And then a lot of times parents come with tremendous mysterious nefesh. They come to me. A lot of time that they give, a lot of energy. My mahalach is the hardest mahalach for parents. It's much easier to lock the door and to say, much easier. In a certain way, Avad, it hurts more and it doesn't work, but for the moment, it doesn't take any midis tavis. It doesn't take any... To go ahead and to put your arm around somebody and to be makar of them and to be embarrassed in front of your shchainim, in front of the kehila, in front of your family, it, my mahalach is the hardest mahalach. And parents are willing to do it. That means that they would do it not just for them, but they would do it for you also. If Khalila, we don't know who's going to be infected and whose grandchildren are going to be infected. I have mishpachas by me, the most beautiful mishpachas that have grandchildren and the grandparents with daily oilam. Mamish, unbelievable, the biggest rabbis and the biggest shashivas. We don't know what's going to be and why it's going to be. And the mysterious nefesh of these parents means that we have to be careful not to not to poke them. It's like someone is lifting a thousand pounds and all you have to do is give a little tickle and it crumbles down. I have a lot of parents that come to me that people in the mishpucha, not shot that they have another way, but to them it's a geschmack or schmooze. Are you sure this is what you need to do? Does it make any sense? Is all skeleton? I mean, they're just giving a little poke and the parents can mamish break down because of it, drop the patient and it does tremendous damage. So that's really the, the second reason is really the first thing that I want to talk about. You should have tremendous respect for these people. It's a very difficult parsha. It's endless amount of pain. And they're doing the hardest mahalach. Make sure to support them. Make sure not to ask questions. You can, you can ask me if you want. You can ask the roof. You can ask, talk about it in shul. There's a certain amount of geschmack that people enjoy talking about the sugya. You can't go to people in pain and talk about the sugya. Don't, don't have a geschmack of with them. 
and maybe not with you also. People who are close into this thing, you know, we don't enjoy the shmizerai. And to tell them that you're proud of them, it sounds funny, but parents are just kids that just didn't die, so they just got older. That's all. We also need support. <clears throat> that you should be proud of them, that they're following a very, very tough mahalach. Everything is being done together with the roof paskening, everything. Nothing. You don't have to worry about the taira. You don't have to worry about Hashem. You just have to understand that it's a very, I would say, it's alternative medicine. When medicine doesn't work, it's like a chiropractor instead of a doctor. It's true. It's very alternative. But they did their research, and you should you should accept that. If you find a different person to go to that has a better success rate, that's fine. Then you can go and say, check this hospital out, Lamushal. If they're in NYU hospital for a surgery, and you find that Columbia has a better doctor, you should have to tell them, they should go, and I'll go with them. Let's figure, maybe there's a better way. I made this up. I'm making it up as I go along. Maybe somebody made up a better recipe, Gazintai, no problem. But if you don't have a better mahalach, don't poke and fray kashis and just boost and support and be impressed that it's, because this is much, much harder than just letting go. That's number one. Number two, understand that you can all have a, a yad in saving this neshama, these neshamas. It's, mamish, this is how you become a billionaire. How do you become rich? If you work for $26 an hour, you can never really become rich. But if you make an investment in a penny stock, and you buy a million stocks for $20, and then it becomes up to a dollar, that's how you make $100 million. You have now the shamas that we know is a chelik gesundheit, a chelik elikamimau. We know that the potential is there. Most of the parents who came to me years ago, most of the kids today are shamitari mitzvahs. Not, not most, almost all. So we have a medicine that works very well, Baruch Hashem. And we're going to do the medicine, we're going to do the treatment. And if you can invest now, and you could be a shittif, 1% shittif, a 5% shittif, then in Mitzvah Hashem, when they come back, all the mitzvahs that they do, and all the generations, you're going to get free schar into your bank account. It's the best possible investment. That's how you become a billionaire, in schism. How much can you learn? How many mitzvahs can you do? But if you have a yad and somebody else that comes back, then you get constant commission, for So what could you do? You can connect. That's all. Make a kesha. Increase the kesha. Have fun. Be makarev doesn't mean the kirva of, did you put on tefillin today? Be makarev means kirv levavois. When people feel the most comfortable, even though they're totally different, Right? But if they feel comfortable, eventually they want to be like you. Right? I look different than you. But if we spent all the days together, and I loved being with you, and there was no friction, and you didn't expect me, and you didn't ask me to dress like you, you just liked me like I am, probably my, my grandchildren will end up looking like you guys. That's the power of influence. And that's, that's, that's a fact. People want to be like the people that they're around comfortably. If we ask him to dress up and can you do this and how about this and after this, it just becomes separation. That's just the way that it is. And the Chazanish understood that. The father asked the Chazanish. He had a problem with his son. His son was Machal Shabbos Befrahesia. And the son said, Tati, would you buy me a car? The father said, I'm asking to buy you a car as long as you don't drive it on Shabbos. It's a good deal, right? You get a car for six days of the week. 
The son refused, and the relationship got worse. Kishagia al Rabenu, when it reached the Chazanish, it's brought down in Maisa Ish, he told the parents, it's Kedai to buy him the car, Luloi Shum Tanai, in order that you're going to be closer to him and you're going to have more influence in the future. It means that he told him to buy the car, that he knows his son is going to drive on Shabbos, that Tati paid for, because there's a bigger fight, there's a bigger battle, and it's called influence. Influence makes somebody become like you without you telling them anything. The more close you are, the more influence you have automatically. It's a power, and that's what the Svarim knew. They asked the Baal Shem Tov what to do. Adam Kasher, I think we have Adam Kasher over here, right? Shayatza Banov Latarbus Rais, Banov, more than one kid, Latarbus Rais, Ulukfira, and even atheism. So, what would you say to do? So, unfortunately, we hear all the time, you can't let him in the house, all this kind of stuff. They went, they went to the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov could have come up with any skillet in the world. And he couldn't come up with nothing. He only had one recipe. Lehoiv oisam biyoise. Love them more. So why did we become so much smarter than the Baal Shem Tev? therapy and and you can't and this and that. All of these things of taking the person and doing anything but baking in love is against the Baal Shem Tev. And what the Baal Shem Tev knew Nishamas, he knew what, what heals the Nishama. If someone has cancer, you need to do chemo. If someone has spiritual cancer, you need to listen to the Baal Shem Tev. Now, you can't love somebody more doesn't mean, but, when you come to my house, put on a yarmulke. But, I don't want the kids to see you. All these buts stop the treatment of lehav v'yisam v'yaisa. How do you know? You, we see. You see all the karbunas. You see how many dead people there are. The world, mamash, went mishiga. Last year, in 2017, according to Amudim, they count the bodies, Nebuch, 238 parents, Erlecha Yiddish parents, buried their children. Crazy. Americans only, and under 35. 238. 57 or 53 suicides and drug overdoses. Heimische families. Who ever heard of such a thing? If everyone from 20 years ago dealing with this problem would have just listened to the Baal Shem Tev, Zayapushit, right? No Rikuk, just love. No, but how is he going to know? Baal knew all of that. If we would just listen to the, to, to the Baal Shem Tev, I don't think we would have any deaths. We, would have, we wouldn't have a whole atmosphere on the streets with his footsteps and they're trying to pull people out and we have to fight them back and have to fight foot. There wouldn't be any footsteps. You know what footsteps is, Nabuch? The snow. I like to be the only class clown. Okay, no <laughs> I have competition. <laughs> I would never have lasted that long. So we know what, we know what footsteps is. It's an organization that the whole matura is to help our kids leave. We built it. We built it. The Prime Shmulevit says, "Who is our biggest enemy? Our biggest enemy in Klausul's enemy Oilam Vuad is Amulek. Why?" He was just one of one of the bad kids, Eliphaz's <coughs> kid. There were a lot of kids, Yishmael, um, Esau, a lot of bad kids. Why, why Amalek? Why, why is Amalek our biggest enemy? So Chaim Shalevet says, because his mommy was Timna, 
and Timna was a princess, and she wanted to be Megayer. And we don't know why, but Avram Avini rejected her, Yitzchak rejected her, Yaakov rejected her. She ended up marrying Eliphaz, and she had a little baby named Amalek. And Amalek was raised in a home that had the greatest sinner in the world, because there is no sinner, says Ibrahim Shmulevitz, greater than the sinner of rejection. We rejected, number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, we rejected a lot of kids, and they died, or they fell away. No, a couple of them lived and said, hey, what's going to be with these other kids that are rejected? Let's make an organization to help them. Say, fine. So they made an organization. The first 50, and the first 100, and the first 200, and the first 300, and the first 1,000 kids in footsteps were all sent there by rejection. How do I know? Because Kimat, all of the parents who came to me with kids in footsteps, the kids left. And, and not Kimat, all of the kids who went to footsteps to join after the parents were ready by me, didn't enter. So we see that when you do the wrong thing, we create our biggest enemy. Footsteps is a big problem for Galisu. They're funded, millions of dollars of funding. It's over a thousand strong. They have videos and, and it's a problem. It's like the Haskalah. It's really powerful. And they're all Tzibrach They're all Tzibrach They're all, most of them were molested. Most of them went through trauma. Most of them, and they were all rejected. And then we get angry that there's an organization. We created it by not listening to Baal Shem Tov. And the Chazanish said the same thing. The Chazanish said, what should the relationship be between parents and children that go off the derech? Yenasu l'mashcham so why, why don't we listen to him? Why don't we listen to the Chazanish? How much Ahava do you need to have to somebody to be Moshech them? Regular Ahava doesn't, it's not Moshech anybody. Moshech of Ahava, to pull somebody in, to become one, to become from, out of your love. That's a lot of love. Nobody loves anybody that much. And love became a dirty word, like an American word. We don't hug, and we don't kiss, and we don't love. Why? The Baal Shem Tev came up only with love. The Chazanish came up only with love. Don't reject them. When we reject, we're just taking a machla, and we're making it longer, more sin, and there's no question we're ever lifting and as I state in a lot of Svurim, including including the Peleites, I actually saw over here. It's okay. You listen to the Peleites? There's a mitzvah in the Torah to be moicha. If you see somebody mechal Shabbos, you're supposed to tell them, hey, cut it out. Avalani oime. I see. Shekamoishele in Yenrufu Asagov. Just like when it comes to physical illness, the world changed. The body's changed. The medicine you're going to use from the shtetl is not going to work now. They don't work. The world has changed. The world has changed. In our days, it doesn't work. Tzvai Petch was a great tool. Unfortunately, we lost Tzvai Petch, but it doesn't work anymore. Chutz Piyaska, and the bottom line is, the world changed. So that same mitzvah that used to be yelling and screaming, that used to work, doesn't work anymore. 
Hine, kichem haroitzeli hiyasher saom. Somebody who wants to straighten out other people, uviprat l'mechsurei mado. Lo yich pa'oisem ele bedvarim toivim, rachem, umasukim, kulei haiva ulai ha'shoyim ha'yishmat v'yikabal dvarav kilashin ha'katish pagar. You should be soft and sweet and not be tough. And by doing this, by being soft, you remove hostility from between, hatred from between you and him. You say, if he's talking about 150 years ago, that if you're going to be tough, you're going to push the kid off the derech. You'll be saved by going nice, you'll be saved. And then what happens if he's Moisef Achatase Pesha? If you're tough with someone and he gets angry and because of that the rebellion or the Falayun Kite lasts one Shabbos longer, that Chil Shabbos Mamash Lufna Evil is the Mishli Yaiver love. But if you go sweet, Vigam Nitzel Mimachleka Sumeriva Pchahina Ra'is Rabbis, which comes from Koshes. Avala Masnai Velosh and Racha. Says the same thing. It's a lot of different to talk about. But that's not all for today. The point is that we also have to know just practical what works. If every person think to yourself, what's my kasher with this kid? 2, 20, 80, whatever it is. Over the next month, 2, 3, I'm going to increase it as much as I can towards 100. Wasting time, figuring out how to get close to him, then figuring, put it on your agenda. That's how you make an investment. And as a Sashem, when he comes to a Simcha, when they come to a family, something that's going to happen, and everybody already has a Kesha with them, because they're going to come quicker to the Simcha, they're going to enjoy the Simcha more, everyone's going to be nice to them, they have a much more feeling of comfort around you. No ideas, no advice. If he said, even if he call you, I'll give you an example where people make a mistake. A person calls up, a person in this category, okay, of lost. I'm coming to the thing, should I put on a yarmulke? Should I put on a hat? Should I put on a jacket? They ask you a question. And people say, oh, he's asking. So I'll tell him, sure. No, you tell him, you kidding? Everybody in the family loves you so much, they'll be happy just to see your face. That's medicine. It's medicine. They'll want to come more often. And look at the flip side. There was a story in Eretz Yisrael that a guy who was what I call a kip, kid in pain, off the derech, sweetheart of a kid, Michal Shabbos, going through his, yeah, dark times, and he came to a family simcha, and his brother went over to him and told him, You don't belong here. Ten minutes later, he hung himself. Nineteen-year-old kid. The brother didn't mean to kill him. But you don't know sometimes how close a person is to the ledge. People who are off the derech usually had pain. Usually something happened along the way. They feel unsuccessful. They have a deep sense of guilt because they know what's right and what's wrong. It's very difficult to be different from the family even if you do better than the family. You know that? If you have a family, if you talk to Bali Tshuva, it's hard for them to become from. It's, it's very difficult to be different. It's much more geschmack and comfortable to be part of the family. You lose out on so much, and there's a lot of pain inside of them. Put your arm around them. Say, I, you just be comfortable. We like you the way you are. 
And the twisted part is that it actually makes them want to be from much quicker. That's the Kiddush. They don't say, oh, I'm good the way I am, why should I be from? They're going to want to be like us. And we have to daven and give tzedakah and hope that Be'ezus Hashem, if everybody is going to be a part of this team, we have the highest chance of success. Most of the parents who came to me, like I told you, their kids are shy retirements. It takes many years. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of embarrassment. But we have hope. Let's just focus on one thing. The Baal Shem medicine, the Chazanish medicine, and everything Be'ezus Hashem can work out the, the maximum the maximum best ending that, that we're expecting to have. I want to add, I'm very makotoyev, we are very makotoyev that the roof took out time, he's very, very busy. And he came here to show, first of all, the chashivas of the Indian. There is no difference to parents whether they lost their children in this matziv or they lost them to cancer. Parents don't want to lose children. And it's so serious what we're doing. Sometimes because Nebuchadnezzar so much we forget how serious it is. It's mamish an epidemic. It's serious. So first of all, thank you for the roof that's here to show that he's with us. Every, you don't have to worry about psak. Everything the parents do, you're going to check with the roof beforehand. We don't do anything against das tayr. Why do I keep mentioning it? Because we do things that are against normal das tayr. We do things that are against normal chinach. Why? Because when someone is drowning, you don't be, you can't be normal. You have to go ahead and you have to bond with them and pull them into your life and make them feel comfortable. And it's a terrible journey. We have kids in our group here that when the parents make them feel comfortable, they walk around the house, mamish dysfunctional, mamish in their underwear. They, 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 they blast the TV on Shabbos loud and we have parents singing Minichimasimcha with the music loud. But it's really not bad. It's really good. Because anybody who is that comfortable to be as Meshuga and dysfunctional as they never are, and they're not controlled, look at them two years later. You'll see that they're part of the Mishpacha. So it's a journey that's painful, it's difficult, and what looks right is wrong, and what looks wrong is right. It's very, that's why I call it twisted. In Ikesh Tisfatel, it's backwards. You would never buy a television for a normal kid in a million years. For Azakind, we put a big television in the room. Why? Because I want them to be comfortable. This is your room. We know this is what you need. He should be home more often, like yeah. famed more often. We're going to supply all the needs and a lot of things that that we're not allowed to. I'll be tell you, you're not allowed to, a cell phone. You're not allowed to buy a smartphone for anybody. To us, it's tumor. To him, we're going to buy it because we want to supply it and we want to have the relationship where the same way that we buy a langarekel for you, the same way we buy a kartzerekel for you. The same way we buy you your sneakers and your your shtisim and whatever it is. Because as much as we can buy for him, we end up... I always say, He's going to feel that I have my needs here, so why should I, why should I marry a shmaritza? You know, they're out of our group. There are people marrying shmaritza. I mean, it's, it's endless, endless. The closer he is... The more, without thinking, it influences and influences and influences. But as a Sashem, we have the, the hope that will be Matzliach. But that's why the roof has to be here. To understand that whatever they do, it's because the roof says yes. It's not normal. Don't do this at home on your kids. Don't even think that this is normal. It's Meshuga parenting. Because we have to save them. And what I realized is that the, the, the medicine 
is not unconditional love. It's acceptance. I don't need you to love me if you don't like me. I don't feel comfortable around you. I don't care if you love me. You're all going to come to the Leviah. means nothing to me. They're dying for acceptance. I accept you. I, I came to terms with it. You are not religious. I got it. And your journey and your religion is between you and Hashem or whatever you believe in. No problem. But I'm still your father and your mother. I'm still your brother and your sister. We're still humans. Animals like each other. There's no Yiddishkeit involved. Yiddishkeit off the table. You're a nice person. You never hurt anybody. I enjoy your company. And then you bond and bond and bond. They're not going to come with you to the Ruvshir. So you may have to go with them to where he's going. You'll ask the Ruvitz if it's appropriate. And you'll use your cycle. But it's a life-saving mission. It's a life-saving mission. Because acceptance, when I really accept you, then the, communi- the, the not just the communication is open, the neshamas are open to each other. How do you, how do you start a, a dead car if your battery is dead? You have to have a, a car that has a live battery. You pop open the hoods, you connect with a cable, and then the labor the car can start and heal the, the tight car. That's what we're doing here. You have Lebedek and Neshamas. Their Neshama, I don't want to say tight, but you know, it's, it's damaged, it's whatever. When you spend time laughing, you're going to be in charge of that. When you spend time laughing and having fun, in spite of whatever they're doing, because that's the machla. Yes, that's why we're getting big schar, because they are Mechal Shabbos, right? That's why I'm getting big schar, because I invited him. I'm not talking with Dafka about them, in general. Because I invited him for Shabbos and he drove a car with it, with it, whatever, and because some of these girls shave their hair and they're pink, right? That's why I'm a car of them. That's why I'm going to get even more schar. We know the machla is bad. The machla can't turn us away from giving the medicine, and we give medicine and medicine, and our healthy neshamas can jumpstart the sick, sick neshama, sick nefesh, or whatever's broken, and we can end up after many years with definitely the be- best possible outcome. Better than any Richo could be. Lamaisa, you should check it up. The Zayra Kaddish says in Parashish Truma. And people don't know this. It's a Beferish Zayra Kaddish. It's in the first, in the beginning of the manual. I told you to start from the second, but it's in the beginning. Ahu Zako, the, 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 the healthy, the healthy Yid, the righteous Yid, Tzadik, Boy Lemirdaf, you have to run after the sinners, those who are not following Tayyar Mitzvah, you Machuiv too, says the Zayra. And to chase them, in order to buy them, ba'agar shlim, full price, time, money, effort. You could sit and learn and say, Shalom Yali, I have my sedurim, and I'm not looking outside. Says the Zayakudish, the real righteous person is supposed to run after and nebuch and awadar. We have so many opportunities and so much schusum nebuch for us. Because you go to the park Friday night, and instead of saying kiknish, kiknish, Go and give them a hug. These are all inzirikindalich. They all have a story of pain and they're all lost and they could all be saved. I heard there was a meeting of Rabunim about 18th Avenue Park. There's Mechali Shabbos there in Bar Park, Mechal Shabbos, and they do drugs and whatever. And they wanted to shut down the park and they wanted to be Meicha. I would make a meeting and I would tell all the healthy people to go there and hug them. Do what the Baal Shem Tev said. You'll see that you can win them all back. They all have stories. They all have episodes of Vaitu. So you can't fight fire with fire. You fight fire with water. And if you look at the Zayar Kodesh, he tells you that if you do that, it's more chushif to the Ayyavishter than any davening you can do and any learning you can do. 
And any chesed you can do. There's no mitzvah. If you care about schar, if you can learn for three hours, or go out and shmuz and be makarav and nagasen, okay, you'll ask your das tayr exactly how to balance it. But according to the Zerah Kudish, there's no mitzvah that comes close to this schar. And he goes through the whole thing that happens, that after your nifter, you're going to go up to the highest level with all the tzaddikim, you're going to be with the Rebbe's tzachar and lebucha, and he's going to say, hey, what are you doing here? You're going to be with the Rebbe Shimon you're going to be with all the tzaddikim, above the 12th level, whatever that means. And they're going to say, what are you doing here? Push the Eid. And then the, the bodyguards are going to come, and they're going to say, nobody can be moicha. This guy goes straight up. Even though he wasn't so, ay, 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 he didn't deserve it, because he tried, he was mishtadel, doesn't say successful, to find Hashem's lost diamonds and to bring them back to the crown. And that's why it says, by Aaron Akoyin, because he was Oyev Shalom, Reyev Shalom. Aaron Akoyin's bris with Aaron Akoyin Hashem gave him was not because of his chashivas and learning and his kedisha and that he was shakal to Moshe. It was because Brisi Hoysi Itoy says the Zayar Kaddish because Oyev Shalom, Reyev Shalom, Mekarv, Mekarv and Oyev Sabriyos, like Tanya Lamad Bey says, that they weren't even acting like people, they acting like animals. And still Oyev Sabriyos, Mekarv and Latoya, that was Aaron. So this is what we have to do. 20 years ago, we were building and building and building and building. And now we got to stop and say, we can't just build ourselves. There are people and beautiful families falling away from Hashem. And obviously, it's happening to the door. Hashem wants something from us. He wants us to start looking outside. He wants us to start having schism. He wants us to start being mekarev. He wants us to... I believe that this is the only way to get out of here, to be Mashiach. We're never going to be more chushiv and more learned than the elder adayus, we, we need some kind of a schis here to be mo'er rachamim by Hashem, to show Hashem that we take a love all these songs after yachad and all this this stuff that it's not stam talk. Al tadin es chaverecha achedagilim kaimoy. It applies to them. Havedonis kol ha'adam lekavso applies to them. And the truth is, this is what the rabbis always did. All the richuk is only pushatim. The gedolim were always, always, always makarev, makarev, makarev. I just sent around, uh, like last week or two weeks ago, from Rabbi Yom and Gruba, the stories from the Satmar Rebbe, from the Diva Yoel. Amazing things. Al Rebbes, Al Rebbes. They asked Rabbi Yashav, what should we do? We have a family with younger kids, so we want to throw the kid out. So people say, oh, then for sure, right? Rabbi Yashav said, you're really worried about the younger kids? Send all of the younger kids away and keep this kid at home, and bake your love into the kid, and save the kid, and then they can come back home. You have to focus on this kid. Nobody wanted to lose kid. You know who said the same thing? The Devriyayal. Same answer. And the Gersh and Edelstein. And the Lava Rebbe. So if you have one common answer from Rebbe the Lava Rebbe, and Satma Rebbe, and probably it's the truth, right? If they agree on one thing. This is one thing they all agreed on. Lubavitcher Rebbe and the Satmar Rebbe and Ponovish, fine. It must be Tairus We don't lose kids. We don't cut out cut out kids. I just heard today somebody sent me an interview from a girl in a rehab from Lakewood. And she says, at 16 years old, I was on drugs. So people don't understand. She enjoyed drugs like pizza and lollipops. Something happened to her. She became a drug addict. And her parents told her, either you go clean or you can't live here anymore. Can you imagine that? So she quit. She wasn't. She said, "I wasn't ready. I couldn't do it." They threw her out of the house. So for two years, she lived on the street. Either you stop with the with your flu. If you're not going to stop being sick, 
I mean, nobody chooses to do drugs. It wasn't a taiva. And because they mamish don't understand, they mamish lost this neshama for two, damaged for life. A girl, S.D. Cohen. Forget about the fact that we know that these kids were damaged and hurt by other people. But let's say according to them that they don't think it's pain. They think it's a sickness of addiction. So either you're going to be healthy or we're not your parents anymore. That's what people are doing. We have to be very strong and very focused. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to be makarav and makarav and makarav with a smile. Only love, no lashon hara, no rechilus, no judgment, no pushing away. Just bake your love into them. And what happens is, when people don't feel attacked and judged, they're, they're not dangerous. There's no danger from them. And it, it takes away the whole rebellion and chitzpah. I'm not saying you have it, but you know, whatever is inside, and they just become nebuch, that they're not what they should be, and they're going to want to be as a Hashem be like us. So that's what you're doing here. You're here to support the parents, because parents need a lot of support. Even if you're a child, you should know, children don't usually think, I have to support my parents. You should give your parents hugs and say, wow, you picked the hardest mahalach, the most difficult mahalach, the most embarrassing, the most costly, it's not the most costly, it's cheap compared to the other ways. But it's difficult. And, and we're proud of you. We support you. And then everybody, make sure in your busy schedule, high alert. We have a problem. We need your help. Each one of you. You never know who's going to have a better relationship. Sometimes there's a daughter-in-law that ends up having the best relationship that he hardly knows. So there's less in the past. One of you is going to be a hero or all of you together. Do whatever you can to smile, to text, to be nice. Put it in your in your phones, in your reminders that before you say Shema, you give, put it in your account. Make it work. Make it work. I can't tell you exactly how. Just have a heart to realize whether you whether you look at them like I do, that they're sick and I have Rachmunus on them, or whether you want to hate them. They're Rishulim, fine. Let's make Rishulim into Tzadikim. Let's make sick people into healthy people. Let's make Of Tadarach which I don't really hold of the term, but Mechal Shabbos into Shabbos. And the only way is with Ahava. The only way. And some people of you are naturally good at it, and some of you stink at it. That's not a p'tur. Become good at it. Figure out how to bond and how to make him feel good. And go out of your way in a natural way. Don't all go right now and call him. You have 32 phone calls right now. Somehow, in the next couple of days, you make it work. You take them out to eat or something, and then the other person says, Oh, I heard you went out to Shlemi. I also want to go out with you. Just, if you care, in a year from now, I expect you all to be matzliach, that he'll have an unbelievable relationship with his, both of his parents and his whole family. So if somebody meets them, what's going on at home? Wow, amazing. Everything at home is great. Eventually he'll realize, my home is not my problem, so what do I have to work on? I'll end with a quick story. I had a family that came to me, a Southmore family from Barra Park. And the girl at 16 years old went off to Derek. Completely off to Derek. Mamish, dressing like a guy. She wouldn't go in the street with her mother. Her mother said, I'll take you to Manhattan. I don't want to stand next to you because you look Jewish and I don't want anybody to think that I'm Jewish. That's how allergic she was. Nabah. And the parents came to me and they bought her a television and they bought her the Nazi sticker clothing and the whole family... The, the, we did we they did it moiridik. She became eighteen years old and she heard about footsteps. So great, I'm going to go to footsteps. Why am I going to go to footsteps? I'm going to be comfortable there. Who's there? Everyone like her. 
a lot of satmar, about a third satmar, a third litvish, a third lubavitch, but everyone is off the derech. Everyone is same story, same story, right? I'm going to go there. I'm going to have support. But her parents were by me, so her best friend is her mommy, and her best friend is her tati. And I train them that even if the, the child wants to do something bad, you go along with it and support it for the long run. So they said, wow, first steps, what is that? Well, it's a support group for kids off the derech. They help them get GEDs and they had to give, give them, uh, and they knew now what it really is. The truth is all the services they do are great. If we would have done it, it would be great. But the hatred, the doing it with hatred, when, when the inmates run the prison, you're in trouble. When the psych, psychiatric patients are running the hospital, you're in trouble. We really should have tried to make them into mention. They're against drugs, and but they're doing it, and it comes with a tremendous amount of sinner. They made Lamushal in Central Park years ago. They made a Pesach party. And the advertisement was pork and matzah. The two have been separated for far too long. And then they wrote in parentheses, don't worry, the matzah is pupatzelim, and the pork is as kosher as pig can be. To make a sandwich, not that kairach, the other kairach, right? With with pork and matzah. It's horrible. It's, whoever heard of such a thing? That's their pain, because each one was thrown out, and each one had trauma and pain and abuse. So she goes in, and her parents tell her, oh, you're going? We're going to take you. Of course they're crying inside. We're going to take you. So they took her, and they said, go inside, we'll wait for you outside. She comes out two hours later. The parents said, oh, they lied, but they said, oh, we have to go shopping. It works out perfectly in order to make it comfortable, right? They waited outside for her. Two hours later, she comes in the car. How was it? She says, mm, it's not for me. Why? So she says, I don't feel like I have anything in common with those people. I don't feel like I have anything in common with those people. They are all her. They all had the same story. They had an intake that day. They had about 30 new people that signed the intake. They all sit down inside, about 10 satmaras, and 10, it's about a third, a third, a third, and they have their first group therapy session, which is just cursing Hashem and cursing the Rebbes and cursing all Taira and all of that, and they all finally have people to share it with. And she felt there, she was uncomfortable. She didn't have the sinner. She didn't have that taste of being thrown out because nobody shepherded her. Nobody made her conform Sishtel to the rules. And Nachazach happened, which that is a miracle. She never went back. The other miracle is, not a miracle, just interesting. She went in and there was a lady there doing the intake forms. Oh, Agav, you know what Footsteps does? They give these teenagers a mommy, a stepmother. They have 50-year-old women who are off the derech or reform or whatever that they hire or they volunteer at They know that each teenager needs to have validation from a mommy. They know that. They understand love from a parent. We don't, they don't have the parents, right? Because the parent is hating the kid. So they have a stepmother. And the stepmother says, I love you, and come, and I'm going to teach you how to eat McDonald's, and eat pork, and they take pictures. I have a picture of a Satmar boy with the stepmother's arm around him in front of a church. She took him to look at different religions and all of that. But they know that to be mashpia, you need to have a mother figure, a mommy, to mamalu you. That's how powerful you are, the mommy. That's what we need. They know that, so they're trying to replace that. So the intake girl is working there. Who's working on the intake of footsteps? That's a brach and the With her own story, right? So she's doing the intake, and she says, what's your name? She tells her her name. What's your last name? Last name, where are you from? Explains everything. 
And where, what school did you go to? Satmar. What's doing at home? So she says, home's great. Home's great. How can home be great? She says, well, I, I get along with everybody. How could you get along with everybody? She goes, well, my parents bought me a television. I'm in my room. I watch TV. I have my headphones. And um, you see these, these jeans with the rips and whatever? My tati bought it for me. And I'm the, I have a necklace over here, mother-daughter necklace. And uh, and it's just, mamash, it's very comfortable, very schmack. They really love me. We spend time together. They take me to the movies. You go with your parents to the movie? You go, yeah, they go. But they're satmar chesidim. Yeah, I don't know, but they go with me. And so I enjoy, I have a very close relationship with them. And she's ex- talking about her relationship with her parents and her whole family and the acceptance that she has. And then she looks at the girl intake, who's doing the intake. She vint. Tears are pouring out of her eyes. And she said, I wish I had parents like you. She wouldn't be there in footsteps intake if she had parents like you. Because the whole thing is driven by sinner. And the sinner comes from pain. And the pain is the pain of rejection. After they're broken from whatever tsar that they have, and then afterwards they have rejection, they can't take it. These are our sweetest, sensitive souls. And we have to be makar of them. Push it, no jokes at their expense. Always look for the compliment, the smile. You are stuck. You are drafted into the army. You can't say, Kirov is not for me. I hear you. But now you have a Mipsarcha al Tasalam. It's a love. Now you have to do it to save your relative. And it's an opportunity. It's a gracious chis. And it's the greatest, I'll tell you something else, the greatest mitzvah of Kibedava in. When parents see the family mobilizing, doesn't matter, and they say, oh, I called him up. Mommy, you know what I did? I took him out to eat. Tati, you know what I did? I saw him as Makar of him. I did. It gives parents the greatest happiness. And when they see that we're doing something and then they have this one in the family, this one in the family is not in the mood, I'm jealous, I'm there, all this stuff, it tears parents apart. And maybe we can understand why Hashem is doing this to us. Because really, the Ayyushta wants us to love each other. I think it's because it gives him nachas. He hates when we fight. He hates when we fight even though we're a different chasidis or litvish or whatever. He hates it. And he loves when we're, when we're ba'achtos, even though it's hard. So you should keep that in mind. You have only to gain. If you're mavra midaisav, which is sometimes you have to do because you want to throw him out of the house or tell him to get out of your simcha. You, you, you want to ignore him. You want to look away, make believe you didn't see him. If you use midis that are good, only good things happen. Follow the Baal Shem Tov. Follow the Simamish. In our door, the Baal Shem Tov trained you what to do. The Anishama is scattered all over. And I hope that you're not just going to think about your brother's go out and look what's happening. We're living mamish like, I always compare it to like we're in the Lodge Ghetto and there's starving people outside. We're in the middle of a Holocaust over here. You have hundreds and hundreds of kids wherever you go Friday night after the meal. Go for a walk. Okay, I'm really ending. Just one more story. I took my kids before Rosh Hashanah and I said, we need Tzchissim before Rosh Hashanah. Where are you going to get Tzchissim for? So I said, come, we're going to the park Friday night. We're going to go be nice, nice to the Mechal Shabbos. So I went to the park near me. The one near me has twenty had twenty kids. The one about ten minutes away has sixty kids usually on Friday night. Bachal Shabbos. All kids who grew up from in Flatbush. This is just Flatbush. 
As I'm walking to the park, I see a boy and a girl walking and they're smoking cigarettes. I couldn't tell the Jewish they're not Jewish. I saw about a half a block away, they looked up, they saw me, and I saw their hands just go behind their back with the cigarettes, which is very nice. And I realized they're Yiddish, so I stopped them, I said, good Shabbos. I said, good Shabbos, where are you from? How's it going? What's doing? I felt bad, I don't want their fingers to burn, so I let them go. I realized we're getting close. We got to the park, and there was about ten girls and ten boys, and they were drunk, and they were high, these kids were 15 to 18 years old. Little kids. Cute kids. And I saw a kid sitting on a table, so I went, I sat next to him, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm not changing anything. I'm sitting next to this kid who's drunk, his eyes are mamish like watery, and my two boys, my 17-year-old and my 20-year-old at that time, were standing next to me. And I'm schmoozing with him. What's doing? Where you from? How's everything? Where yeshiva? Another one comes behind. Sees. I say, oh, what's your name? Where are you from? It was a kid, 18 years old. He just got out of jail. I would have adopted him on the spot. A nice looking boy. Midas, you could tell he's a sensitive kid. His parents locked him out of the house. He broke in. They called the police. They threw him in jail. They're messed up. Within five, six minutes, there was maybe five guys already were, were surrounding me, and I was doing nothing. I was just asking them, how are you, what's doing, where are you from, what's your story? And I was just sitting with them on a bench. That's all. I didn't do any fancy care of nothing. Within ten minutes, the boy next to me turns to me and he says, wait a second, why are you being nice to us? Everybody hates us. Because everybody passes by, and nobody sits with them. And when we walk with our kids, we say, kicknish, kicknish, you turn their head away, you know, push their head away. Why are you being nice to us? Everybody hates us. They think that not only they lost their family and they lost Hashem, they think they lost Klal Yisrael. What would the Kedusha slave be doing in our dar? What would he be busy with Friday night? What would the Tzaddikim do Friday night? They would be busy making uh, uh, inside and, and, and singing. They would be outside on the streets with these kids. They're savable. Each salvageable. Each one is mamish. You could save them. Certainly if you try on a hundred kids, Rav will come back. You got to just try. So he asked me, everybody hates us. Why are you being so nice to us? I don't know why I did this. I turned to him. I took off my glasses and I said, look in my eyes. Tell me, what do you see? Look in my eyes and tell me, what do you see? This drunk, stoned kid looks in my eyes. You don't need to be a chacham. He looks in my eyes and he says, Huh, wow, you don't hate us. You're a good guy. Adkan. They saw that there's somebody that's willing to come talk to them with their kids and you don't hate us. You're a nice guy. If they look in your eyes, they know before you open your mouth, you're with me or you're against me. You, you have an agenda or you, or you just... You just love me. Is your heart pure? Or is your heart full of midas royus and, and other stuff? If you can work on yourself to have a pure heart, you can save these kids and you could save unlimited amount of other kids that are out there. This is Avi Fischoff and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.